0: What is going on everybody and welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe to fight podcast. I'm your host Serge Vicente, and this is episode 340 of the show. So what we're going to go ahead and do today. We're going to go ahead and break down everything UFC 276. We're going to recap the entire weekend and give our takeaways in 10 minutes or less. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I know it was a long weekend for most of us. We had a 4th of July weekend. Hope all you guys are safe out there. Um, but without all the you know the dramatic news and everything, let's go ahead and jump into it. On today's menu we're gonna go ahead and break down everything UFC, UFC 276 the card itself, International Fight Week, Las Vegas Nevada If you have not been to this event, and you're a fight fan you need to this is one of the first years in a very long time that not granted they don't have the fight expo like they once used to but what they do have is really dope they have like a bunch of different ufc events and, and really quick <laughs> the expo used to be amazing tournaments You know, signings, booths, all kind of the cool stuff. You know, it was really great when they did it. Um, This was the first year. really felt like it was really starting to get back to it. And it was really awesome. So the energy in Vegas was amazing. You can tell not only was it, you know, the UFC this weekend. Shoot, even Money in the Bank was there for the WWE. So it was such a huge impact fight weekend. There was energy everywhere. And the card itself on paper was stacked it was an absolute stack card on paper you you look at it from top to bottom we talked about it last week on paper this was the best card of the year did it come to fruition in that way i'm not gonna say so it wasn't like the greatest card ever but it was a pretty solid card there was great great matchups and we learned a lot so let's go ahead and jump on into it and we're gonna start off with the main event the reason why we are all here Israel, the last style brother Adesanya, was out there against Jared Cannonier. Um, People wanted to hate on this matchup. And now uh, Israel Adesanya, and again, goes out there, completely blanks Jared Cannonier, outpoints him. If there was any contention in any round, you could possibly say round three for Jared Cannonier. But it was a pretty, I'm not going to say spirited. It was a pretty easy cruising victory for Adesanya. He goes out there, gets his fifth title defense. And continues uh, to be undefeated at 185 pounds. So one thing that people are really coming down on Adesanya, they're saying that he's boring, that he's not this, he's not that. And, And I have to really stop everybody. And maybe we're being a little bit of a prisoner of the moment. And the reason that people, this ends up happening, and this always happens with champions that are really, really dominant. And it gets to a point in time that once you're that dominant, you go through guys a couple different times you might not have the same type of you know performance. Also when you're a champion, you have so much more film and tape and things on you. People know what you're gonna you're good at. People not only know what you're good at, people actually understand you know your game plan and what you have done to other people in different circumstances. So being that he's a champion and that he's ran through the division multiple times at this point in time, and Jerryed Kenme, somebody whos absolutely dangerous, Goes out there and really isn't being aggressive in his own right. He's kind of just letting it happen. So Adesanya, as somebody who is the, you know, a counter puncher at heart, ends up just essentially just takes what he's given and he dominates in a decision. He is a smart fighter, smart fighter a la Floyd Mayweather, goes out there, knows exactly what he has to do and dominates in a win. Now, people love it again. It's the you know the just bleed people of the UFC. It's those people that love violence, right? You have, um, I hate to say it like this, Star Lord. I can't even think of his name. Buffoni. He goes out there and afterwards and was mad. Oh, he goes out there with this pitter patter. Let's be very honest. Those leg kicks that were landing on Jared Cannonier. Nothing about that was pitter patter. Okay, it was a it was a, a strategic performance. Was it as dominant and as one-sided, and was it like Alexander Volkanovsky? No. But what it was was another great win by the champion. And really quick, let's talk about this dude. 13 UFC fights, four finishes, 15 uh, finishes overall. He only has one loss, and that was at light heavyweight. He has eight championship fights and six title defenses. You can't hate on that. Even though you might want to. So, anybody saying this is just because they're Hayden, he's somebody who's won a lot and they want like Thor's power going out there knocking everybody out, putting all caution to the wind and and chancing getting knocked out yourself. Think about some of the people that Adesanya's been in there against. He's been in there against Robert Whitaker twice. He's been in there with Marvin Vittori twice. He's been in there with Jan Vlohovitz, the former light heavyweight champion. He's been in there some really Anderson Silva. Uh, Derek Brunson. I mean, he's been in there with some really, really tough guys. No, he hasn't finished all of them. But one thing he has done, he's won. All right, uh, moving right along, we absolutely got to talk about Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander Volkanovsky goes out there and does. Honestly, I'm going to be honest, I I didn't think he was going to do. I, as many of you know, and many of you might be, I am a Max Holloway guy. I thought Max Holloway won the second fight, and I thought it was very close in the first one. So I thought it was going to be more of the same. The week building up to this fight and this matchup, Max's energy was crazy. And when I was thinking about it, all I can think was, yo, Max is going to go out here and starch this dude. Volkonovsky proved to me that that city kickboxing gym and what they do and the game planning that they do. And then not only that, Alexander Volkonovsky is a fighter. I need to put some respect on his name. This dude might actually end up being the featherweight goat. Yes, Volk might be the GOAT. The way he went out there and dominated Max Holloway on three separate occasions, and on the third one to really go out there and put a stamp on it, and leave no doubt. And on my card, 5045. 5045 Max Holloway. Come on, man. That doesn't happen. So when you think about that and when you see what's going on with Alexander Volkanovsky, yo, Kamar Usman, you got to take a step to the side. This dude right here, Alexander Volkanovsky, what he's done over the last few years is incredible. He is the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And now, if he wants to, he has options. He can go out there and take out, uh, you know, uh Jermaine Sterling at 135 or Henry Sudo if he comes up. Or he can go what he's talking about, even what Max Hollow suggested, and have him go up and face uh, Charles Oliveira, the champion with the name, at 155. For the belt, the quote-unquote vacant belt, I would love for that to happen as well. But I'm telling you, Alexander Volkanovski versus Charles Oliveira should happen because this is arguably the number one versus number two pound for pound fighter in on the planet with a belt on the line for a vacant title. It should absolutely happen. It has never happened where it's legitimately the number one versus number two guy. It should. Let's make that happen. All right, moving right along. Uh, the fight that I was very interested in this one, it was Alex Pereira versus Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland, who is somebody who I'm, as a person, I am not a fan of, but I will be a fool, an absolute fool to go out there and say that he's not an amazing fighter because he is. He's incredible at what he does and he goes out there and he's really, usually, extremely intelligent in what he does. Well, guess what, guys? He went out there and thought that he could bang one of the greatest strikers of all time, a glory kickboxing champion. Alex Pahedock went out there and got KO'd Sean Strickland in the very first round. Beautiful left hook. I have no idea what Sean Strickland was thinking. His hands were at his chest. He didn't know he was in there with. He didn't respect him. He had his moment in the press conference, and it seemed like when it boiled down to it, he had a hard weight cut. And it seemed like the moment might have been too big. So if the moment's too big, I'm sorry you're not that guy. But Alex Pajera seems like he's going to go out there and get the fight with Israel Adesanya. That should be interesting, especially because Alex I has two wins over the champion in kickboxing. Keep that in mind. That should be incredible. Um, uh, one of the last things before we get out of here I have to talk about. Unfortunately, this man took a loss for Jim Miller. Fortunately, Jim Miller ends up getting a win. And now Jim Miller is... The has the most wins 23 wins in the UFC for the most in UFC history. But he ended up breaking that tie with Donald Taroni, the man who he beat. He goes out there second round. Oh, wrong guy. Um, he, he went out there and actually, um, lost he got submitted in the second round and then afterwards he put his hat and his gloves in a ring said he doesn't want to do it anymore it's not fun anymore and now he's going to join the liberal elite and uh and, and join hollywood that's what he wants to do he wants to get into hollywood and uh obviously me talking about the liberal elite is me being a little facetious because we know his political leanings but uh it, it's one of those things that uh it should be extremely interesting to see a world where dallas romey is no longer in mma um but all jokes aside, we need to put some respect on this man's name. This man is a 36 and 17 record, 23 UFC wins, 16 finishes, which was a record, 20 knock- knockdowns, which is a UFC record, on top of seven kick KOs, which is also a UFC record. Salute to Don Ceroni for a fantastic career. Um, also, on this card, I went to really will talk about Jalen Turner for a second. He went out there and submitted Brad Riddell fantastic this dude at 55 at six he's six three and fights at 155 he is incredible he's coming into his own Jalen turner watch out for that dude but all in all yo this this was a fun card it was a fun card a lot of amazing things happened. salute to both champions who retained their belts and um a lot of awesome things coming uh sean, uh sugar sean o'malley and pedro munoz unfortunately was a no contest due to an eye poke hopefully that will come back but if you stuck around with me, that's been about 10 minutes, and we appreciate you. This has been Episode 340 of the Greatest Combat Sports and Culture Show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and make sure you listen to The Fight Podcast every, every podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Check us out at thefightpodcast.com. Check us out at all podca- or I say social media outlets at The Fight Podcast. Check me out. Follow me at Serge Vicente. If you like what you see and you want more of this type of content, please like, subscribe, share. On this video, we have a lot of other things, a lot of different shows as well. Not only do I do this, in the Fight Podcast, we have a lot of different shorts. We have our great show with Kat Singano, the legendary Kat Singano, who you got. And we also have uh, the Royal Rundown. We're we talking a little pro wrestling. Check us all out, everything to the Fight Podcast. Love y'all. We'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace.